Hi there, you are listening to Connecting the Dots, the podcast about connection, motherhood, artistry, performance, and all the ways those wonderful things are linked. I am your host, Cassie Hubert, and it's my delight to be hanging out with you today. So, today's episode is Impulsive versus Spontaneous. Now, this could be interesting. Do you think of yourself as an impulsive person? Or do you think of yourself as a spontaneous person? Or do you think of yourself as neither? And how can understanding these terms and the way they play out in our creativity and our parenting help us to do life better and more effectively? Also, if you hear some interesting grunts, growls and whooping sirens, that would be my son who has decided that this is the time as I'm recording to stand outside the door and make all the noises in the world. So if you hear him, I apologise if it interrupts what I'm saying, but this is also part of my life. He doesn't seem to understand that when I want to record standing outside the door to make all the noises in the world, it's not the most helpful thing. Anyhow, back to impulsive versus spontaneous. Now, I've been thinking about this because I had a moment today where I had about five different things I wanted to do. And I was like, "Mm, I've got about an hour. I've been sort of hanging out with the kids. We got out this morning. This was really good. And there's about an hour or so where I can do a bunch of things. What should I spend my time on? As it happens, I've chosen to record this pod or attempt to at any rate. But I was thinking about it and going, I could make a bunch of bread dough that I thought about making in order to have pizza dough in the freezer. We have some friends coming to stay next week. And so I thought, you know what? I could just do that now. Just stick the ingredients in the bread machine, put it on the dough setting, roll up the pizza dough balls, stick them in some wrapping paper, some ra- not wrapping paper, that'd be interesting, some paper and in the freezer and then they'll be fine. And then I didn't and I thought about it and I suddenly just caught myself and went, I know how much I have these lovely ideas for the whole Christmas period for crafting. I like to craft and, um, and decorating and baking. Really love a good Christmas bake. And I suddenly went, I don't know how I'm going to fit all this in. But recognise that if I seize moments like the now, which I chose not to seize in that moment, which was okay, it was a choice and I've made it, and I'll do it another time. But I just recognised sometimes the whole thing about being present and being spontaneous is going, I could do this right now. I have the capacity to do it. I have the energy to do it. I have the things to hand. Rather than pausing and planning for another occasion, now is the moment to seize. That would be a good example of spontaneousness or spontaneity. I find that being spontaneous is something that allows for unexpected joys to crop up, for fun things to suddenly happen. For example, when your kids have decided to make a mess all over the floor with all the toys and half the sofa cushions, spontaneous could be responding to the moment and turning all the sofa cushions into a really cool fort and diving under there and letting them play and tidying it up later. Spontaneous could be going, hey, this is fun, and you do a sudden impromptu wrestling match where you fling them to the sofa and they have a great time whilst you try and batter each other with cushions and stick them back on the sofa. You know, spontaneous allows for creating a moment of something potentially quite exciting or joyful. I always see spontaneous as a positive thing. This might not be how you see it, but I always see it as a sort of a positive response to something in the moment. By contrast, impulsiveness, I see not necessarily as a negative No, I'm lying. I see it as a slightly more negative quality. There is something about having an impulse and reacting to the impulse. This is not the same as responding to the impulse. You could have an impulse to suddenly clean the bathroom. And this is good. There's nothing wrong with that impulse. But if you are right in the middle of cooking dinner, holding a crying child and trying to unload a whole washing machine full of laundry... 
then the impulse to clean the bathroom because you've just walked in there to rescue a child who's doing water play all over it and clean it up, whilst completely understandable and legitimate, is not a helpful thing to just react to. It's like that point when you get to the end of the day or maybe you don't, maybe this is just me, but I suspect other mums can relate, where you get to the end of the day or the end of a moment in time and suddenly everything looks so chaotic, you just want to burn the house down. And in that moment, you either gather bin bags or if you don't do that, because I've never actually done that, you just like start yelling at everybody. Go, right, this place is a pigsty. We need to deal with it. Why is there so much craziness everywhere? This would be a slight insight into my mental health moments in those situations. Sometimes I get like that. And, you know, certain times of the month can be more naught to 60 at a much faster point. But I guess my point is the impulse isn't necessarily a wrong thing. But I think of impulsiveness as reactive versus spontaneous as responsive. For example, my husband is a wonderful man. He's deeply kind, deeply generous, and will put himself out for anyone, which is absolutely beautiful. We have had some interesting tensions over the years in our marriage, and out of his love to put himself out for other people, he's not necessarily considered the consequences of making a sudden snap decision to do something, like drive someone to Glasgow. He's never actually done that, but he's done similar sorts of things, or, yes, I will do this right now. Someone's in trouble. I can help. And it's the moments of going... The impulse to do something lovely is a wonderful thing. But if you don't consider the fact that you haven't really seen your wife much this week, she's exhausted, all your children have kind of climbed the walls, you haven't slept properly in three weeks, and you don't have the money for the fuel to drive to Glasgow, and also this now means that the next day is going to be taken up completely out of the diary, and said other half might not be that pleased about it. And when you've just gone and committed to somebody else, it's very hard to back out without feeling rubbish, embarrassed, or suddenly if they felt like you've just been the answer to something they really needed, it's really difficult to then backtrack and go, sorry, I didn't talk it with the wife. Or you do, and then the wife sounds like the one who's going, I don't want you to do the nice thing, which is a bit of a pain. There is nothing wrong with the impulse and the heart to do something beautiful. But impulses are those moments that say leap off the cliff. It's a totally important part of your brain and body that you want to listen to. Definitely don't instantly quell those impulses, but don't also leap. You know, like listen to yourself. Just have a split second moment of thinking it through. For example, impulse, leap off the cliff when you've stood right by or top of rocks. You know, if you go rock climbing, I've stood at the top where you look down and you've been sort of tying up, putting the rope through for the belay and you're looking over the edge and there's that, there's that impulse you get where it's like leap off the edge. But the reason you don't respond to that is because you don't generally want death. Now, thankfully, the whole driving to Glasgow thing doesn't usually result in death because I'm not that mean. And, you know, cleaning the bathroom suddenly doesn't usually result in death. It might result in burnt food, more screaming children and a smelly load of laundry that hasn't come out the washing machine. But those impulses are important to be listened to and recognised. Now, this is how obviously it plays out in day to day life. How does this play out creatively? I know when I was first training, one of the things you have to learn to reconnect with are your impulses. As an actor, you need to be alert and responsive to the impulse to move in a particular direction, the impulse to say something in a certain way, to touch, reach out and touch somebody or you know, touch their hand or all those things. And so one of the things we were told was to start paying attention to our impulses. And I remember a, a guy... He's now a very famous actor, but I shan't mention his name. He was a couple of years older and he, with his flatmates, he was saying to me, because he was like my third year buddy, saying how, you know, we've been trying to pay attention to our impulses. And the other night, I suddenly had this great idea, a sudden impulse to just 
pour, I think it was honey or something. The imposter just poured honey all over myself. So I thought I'd go with it. And you know what? It wasn't hugely problematic. He probably considered it for longer than three seconds and went, this is going to be weird and awkward, but we probably can clear this up. And he did it. Or or if it wasn't him, it was one of his flatmates who did it. I can't quite remember. But he said, and it was like, this was really weird and interesting. But I tried it and I responded. Now, that was really cool because he was listening to a sudden impulse to do something and trying to give himself permission to go places that maybe you're a bit nervous of going. But I do imagine that he wouldn't have done that impulsively in quite the same way and responded if he'd been standing on a friend's silk couch. I don't know if you get silk couches, but you know what I mean. I imagine he'd have gone, huh, impulse, poor honey over self. Spontaneous response. Go to kitchen where floor is moppable and stand in middle of room near bathroom. You know, it's possible to do that in a particular way that allows you to respond to the impulse that has nudged you. And learning to pay attention to those things is so important. The more connected we are to ourselves, the more those little impulses and nudges and ideas pop up that maybe we'd have completely ignored or wouldn't even have noticed. Learning to recognise your impulses is so important for creative projects. You suddenly have an idea to turn the key on its head and do it in a totally different... You do it in a minor key rather than a major key. Like, you know, classically, the Inspector Morse, for those of you in the States, you don't know this, maybe you do. There was a TV programme called Inspector Morse and they had this really kind of minor key theme tune. When it was the final episode ever, they flipped it when Morse died. Sorry, spoiler. (laughs) They flipped it and it was... The same tune, but done in a major key. And funnily enough, because it was the the time when he died, it was the final credit music, it was so much more moving. There is an impulse to try things. Now, that may have been a very deliberate decision, but there would have been an impulse to try that out. You don't know what you might discover if you don't learn to pay attention to those little nudges or sudden ideas that pop into your head. You could go, you're in a difficult spot. Maybe I could help by giving my day up tomorrow and road tripping with you to the place, to Glasgow. You know, actually think for a second no the wife's away the kids are taken care of or I can take them with me and they'll really enjoy it or whatever yeah let's do this I've got money in the bank I can do it you know thinking through whether you can actually come up with the goods to support the impulse is really important for example the pouring honey over your head if you don't have the resources then you have to think about can I get them and if you do have the resources you think is this a safe (laughs) or like they used to say in driving safe legal convenient can I respond to this The better we get at responding to those little impulses, to listening to our bodies when they say, now is the time to just go and have a lie down. Now is the time to just try rapping that verse rather than singing it. Oh, what if I try this? Oh, what if I do that? Oh, maybe I could have a really amazing road trip and get to know somebody much more deeply and we really bond and actually this becomes a really formative point in our friendship. Could be amazing. But where impulsiveness and spontaneity are so similar but not the same is one is reacting and one is responding. And response has an element of thoughtfulness, processing out whether it's possible to support your idea. You know, you can't just pour honey on yourself if you have no honey. You have to think, do I have honey in my cupboard? Yes, I do. Equally, in our parenting specifically, when a kid says to us, mummy, can I try this? And every part of you is going, no, your impulse might be no, but it's worth listening to that impulse and asking a couple of questions. Am I saying no because I'm so exhausted, the thought of the mess is crazy and going to drive me nuts? Okay, that's a fair response. Can I find another way to do something similar that will meet the need? 
without actually going crazy because I have to do the tidying up? Can we find a way to work around it? For example, my kids love water play. Sometimes I find my younger daughter currently obsessed with potty training stuff, even though she's not quite there yet, but it's hilarious. And she keeps going and taking any random thing to be a potty or a bath and filling it up with water. When I can put a tarp down and some towels and just give her a tub of water, then if it goes everywhere, it's not a problem. Then I can respond to her need, but make it simpler for myself. And when you don't want to do something, rather than just going, no, reacting to the impulse, maybe ask a couple of questions. Can I find a way to do this that maybe works within the capacity I have or the limits that I have at the moment? Equally, when they say someone says to do something, you're like, yeah, I'll do that. Thinking for a second, can I do that? Can I support that? Can I encourage that? And if the answer is yes, go ahead and have a fantastic time. The more we can say yes with our kids, the more connected we will find ourselves being. But equally, the more we think about the reasons for saying no and find other ways, because there is almost always a third way or multiple ways, as I mentioned on last week's pod, the more there is a joy and bonding in the doing something together, especially something that fulfills a need. The friend of mine who um, did the honey pouring, he said that actually they as a flat, you know, a few of them, they thought it was hilarious and they'd all really bonded over the moment. It ended up being this ridiculous but highly entertaining moment where they all kind of connected. They all thought about the whole nature of responding to impulses. They watched their friend pour honey on himself and yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually it was, it was really fun. It also gave them creative ideas for themselves and they had a shared experience. There is a real joy to doing that. Because ultimately this whole thing, the reason I pod about anything about connection is because we need to connect with each other well. We have a desire to connect, to listen, to hear, to be understood and to be received well, but not in a I will be received well, but like wanted and enjoyed, you know, that's what we're after. And the more we can do things where we allow ourselves to pay attention to those little impulses, but we give ourselves the split second or the, you know, couple of minutes thinking time in order to be spontaneous the more fun we can have the more our ideas creatively for projects might suddenly turn on their heads and be exactly what we needed to try to get ourselves out of the stuck bit and crucially the more we listen to ourselves to our impulses and our bodies the more freedom we will have in our day-to-day life So it's been such a joy to hang out with you again and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to know more, then sign up to my email, regular email newsletter called Connect, Create and Resonate, where I share links of things I'm finding really exciting and interesting and helping in my creative journey, ideas, a reflection and some digital art. You can find all of the notes for this in the show notes, so head on over there. And As it's coming up for the Christmas holidays, I'm going to take a little break and I will see you again in the second week of January in the new year. So wishing you a wonderful, restful holiday. May your days be filled with joy and connection with your family. And I really hope that you're able to lean in and enjoy spotting the moments for creativity, for connection, and that it fills you in such a way as to give you a deeper sense of focus and vision and excitement for the future. God bless.